0: You are listening to the Kingdom Mentor Podcast, where we talk about you, finding your voice, sharing your voice, and even marketing your voice from the core of your identity. Identity is often a very big thing that we talk about here. So join me or a guest, get a cup of coffee or tea. It's the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm so glad you are joining us. This is going to be a real special interview. And I just want you to know, I don't want, if you hear like the words that seem unfamiliar with you, like Web3 or NFTs, don't tune out, okay? Because this is more than just that stuff. My guest has a gift of words. I call her a wordsmith. And I believe in the next few minutes, there may be a word or an example just for you. So you help me welcome a dear, dear friend, Jodi Chadman in New York, but her homeland is Australia. Jodi, awesome to have you here
1: with us. Oh, thank you so much, Teresa. Uh, I always love chatting with you.
0: Yeah, I do. So we're going to like, hey, I'm going to have coffee. She'll have a Diet Coke. So we're just going to go with it. You know, we're just going to do and uh, I love I think one of my love languages is really having a cup of coffee. I have to say diet Coke for Jody and just really talking about what's on our heart, what matters the most. So mm-hmm. I'm really glad you're along for the ride, whether you're watching or where you're listening on the podcast. So Jody, just as a brief, like, let us know what you're doing right now. So as an introduction, and then we'll kind of story tell, which will kind of tell some st- uh, the testimonies of your life. So what? why
1: are you in New York and not in Australia? Yeah, well, the first and foremost reason I'm in New York at the moment is that my daughter's getting married. Wow. It's very exciting. Um, an incredible young man who has captured all of our hearts, but obviously, especially Madeline's. Uh, So they're getting married and he's actually, they met at college, but he's actually from England. So we have uh, all family coming from England. We have all family coming from Australia, all descending into New York. It's a very global affair. So uh, uh, preparing for that. And it's a very exciting season of life. So
0: no doubt. Oh, that is so exciting. You know, just from Instagram, I feel like I know Madeline and Ben. I know that's not the real deal, but. (laughs) <laughs> it's adorable. And Gabriel, uh, I think that you could, uh, you're one of my heroes as a mom. I'll just say it that way. So you're also uh, really going hard after a dream, after a vision, after what you really believe in. And yeah. that's bringing spirituality into web 3.0. Now we're web 2.0. We don't have to No, exactly. I did a podcast a while back about Web 3.0 and stuff, so you can just go listen. But tell us a little more, though, about that venture that you guys are in the midst of, and it's very exciting.
1: Yeah, it is exciting and and a real passion of our hearts. And that is uh, any space is needing and wanting the Holy Spirit to be part of it, spirituality to be in the midst of all that's happening. And I guess for me, I was fascinated with the idea that, you know, companies like Google were calling in faith leaders to talk to them in in this age of AI, talk to them about spirituality and and try and get an understanding of spirituality. And it made me start thinking about, of course, we need spirituality to be in these In these, you know, new areas of technology and these whole new frontiers that are opening up, and what better people to come and introduce that than people who have had an experience and who are spiritual people and who have lived out spirituality their entire life? And that is where I was bold enough to, to you know, I could be a voice in this space. I had been in the space with another collection that I was working with the founders with, and. Uh, mentoring Gen Z women and girls. So I came in very green, very new into this whole new frontier of Web3, like many people not really knowing anything about that and really just decided to open myself up to, to learn what I needed to learn and to really embrace it. And I am so forever thankful that I did because it introduced me to this whole new, this whole new, as I keep saying, it's like the Wild West in a way. It's like this new frontier. We get to (laughs) pioneer something. So um, I came into Web3. I saw the power potential, just so much goodness that we could start to layer it with. And for me, spirituality was exactly what I felt could be a really beautiful and important piece to bring into this. Into this space,
0: it's amazing that God just like the company you're with before that got you back into uh, uh, New York City, which you have a passion for, and I'd love to hear that story. But Mm -hmm. it sets you up to learn like from ground up. Okay, this is what the pieces to put together to have a collective, to have uh, like an NFT, to really be able to present it. And what I love about you guys, even before you launched this NFT you were consistent. And if, you, if you're unfamiliar if with what's called Twitter spaces, those are my listeners, you really need to go over to Twitter and just search in spirit, spiritual beings and jump on some of these spaces. Because I know I can say personally, Jody. well, number one, it's so nice to hear your voice. You know, I mean, we're not on the phone, but it's like we're on the phone. And the discussions have been so, so good. So, Is that just something you were, now you have like what's called your CEO of spiritual beings. Did I say that right? It's an NFT, but it's definitely more than that. What gave you the passion to make it not just another NFT we're trying to sell, but what gave you the passion to make it more than just an NFT, like with with the consistency in your spaces?
1: Yeah, look, it was really important for me to bring something that was truly valuable, that really had It was substance with it. And it was not only substance, but sustainable and something that we could continue to build out upon and something that was real, something that would actually make an impact for people. So if they became, they purchased one of these NFTs or digital collectibles or whatever you like to be able to call it, if you purchased one, then you would really receive the opportunity to have that make a very real impact on your world, not just live somewhere in the metaverse or have you yeah. know a digital wallet but actually have something of value for you so i'm i have a pastor's heart i have a heart of someone who cares deeply for others and loves people and i just wanted to create a community an atmosphere a a collective where we could not only just have an audience but we could actually have a community the truest Mm. sense of the word where people Mm. were able to hear but also be heard where people could share as much or as little as they wanted to but they always had access to, to teaching to conversations to experiences to a to a whole community that they could step into and be embraced by and really have benefits that would bless them their families their workplaces like that ripple effect so you know spiritual beings was crafted it was designed in a way that was a deep foundation that has taken you know a blood, sweat, and tears really to build out with an incredible team uh, of, of just master craftsmen in their fields that have come together. I believe nothing like this happens by coincidence. I believe that it was part of, you know, God's plan to bring us all together for a team for such a time as this and that, that the building of this has been so profound and so Significant that I love then how high we can go because when the foundations are down deep, yeah, building can go high. And so, for us, we've like just had big dreams and really had the high benefit of hindsight of already having one collection and then right. what happens from that launch, and then seeing what's needed and and what needs to be done and, and having the blessing of hindsight that says, I know that in three months time, this is going to be the issue. So let's actually be really preemptive so and let's good. actually build now ready for this next whole season. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what we've been able to do.
0: That's so good. Uh, I would love to talk more about that, but I want to get, I want to get down. I want people to really hear your heart and to let's, let's, let's play some journeys for you. Mm. Share about, I know you are one of the most grounded women and I know from just being your friend, how deeply you love Jesus, but were you always that way? Like, what was it like as a child? How did you come face to face with Jesus.
1: Yeah. I had one of those very special stories where, um, I had a, I had a Nana, my Nana, my dad's mom was an absolute, oh, she was a fireball for Jesus. She was just on fire and just such an incredible woman of grit and tenacity and deep, deep faith. And so I, my mom, I uh, went back to work when I was like three months old. So I would spend all lots of days, lots of time with my Nana and developed a really close bond. So my Nana, um, I would go to church with her. And so I would just, you know, do the things that she would do because I loved her and I wanted to spend time with her. And so I was a young girl and I heard a salvation call wow. and there was something in me that just uh, was responding at that level as a seven-year-old. And so from that point on, my, I would kneel next to uh, my nana's bed with her and she mm-hmm. taught me how to pray. She would teach me, you know, how to she had a beautiful ministry mm-hmm. writing to men in um, alcohol and drug recovery okay. yeah. uh, programs. And so I would learn the gift of encouragement and just speaking into people's life and just caring for people. So that's kind of, you know, was my childhood and, and my family, uh, obviously have a heart for God but weren't in a local church and weren't, wow, you know, doing that. So I would get myself organized, organize my own lifts, you know, get myself as a young girl to church every week because that's wow. where I wanted to be planted and that's where I wanted to be. And so my journey really has has never kind of looked back from there. It's just been more and more layers and more depth and more beauty to it, but I have wow always had that sense of Jesus being in my heart in my life and and the word of God being my foundation that is
0: so beautiful I didn't know that about your grandma that's a great story was yeah. there ever a pivotal point that really stretched you uh and this may be what you're doing stretching you now but has yeah. there been like as you were growing and getting yourself to church were was there ever a pivotal point where you feel like it got up the notch like it, it was so intense that okay I gotta run to Jesus all the more mm.
1: that- yeah I mean that's such a fascinating question because <laughs> it's like I feel like every season you just kind of it gets a little more intense and a little more intense and so um you know what i had quite a uneventful if you want to say it, like (laughs) um, childhood and teenage years and really had been quite settled. And then um, I married my husband who we went to high school together Uh um, and it was just after uh, actually we got married. And and incidentally, my husband wasn't a Christian when we first started dating and his words were, I know you go to church and that's cool, but don't ever expect me to.
0: (laughs) I love that.
1: So I was like, oh, all right then. So I just like, oh, my God, you've got this one. Like, I can't do anything about this one. I'll just hand him straight over to you. Oh, good um, advice there. Hey, so that all, all, that's good advice right there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> just keep offering him up because there's nothing else I can do about that one. Um, and so we all know how that one ended. Yeah. So uh, it was about a year in. He was like, "I just am. I there's a whole part of your world that I don't even know. Oh, dude, that's. So I good. need to just come and see what's going on here." And he yeah. started coming to church, and and yeah, it was yeah. it was a blower from there. The Holy your, Spirit.
0: Your life was the Bible. Your life was the Bible. He was reading, and yeah. obviously, it was good and it was sweet. And and obviously you didn't beat them down with it. You just lived your life because that's who you were.
1: Absolutely,
0: Someone needed needed to hear that. Okay. So take me back. I think you said it was New Year's Eve Mm. on the beach. Mm. You and Stu started talking and you found out you had the same heart for a city. Can you take us back to that moment?
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. And let me just quickly go back to that idea of getting more intense So kind of after marriage, only a couple of months after I found out that my mum had cervical cancer. And so it was a really, one of those times Mm. that you just, your faith goes to a new level because Mm. you pray prayers, but then there becomes this desperate cry of something, you know, that you just have Mm. no way in your own physical sense, you could ever do anything about it. So I think that took me to a deeper level of reliance and surrender and faith and then uh you know our kids were little and what happens with kids things happen and our Mm -hmm. daughter had had like a femoral convulsion and she was limping my arms as we ran into the hospital and again that feeling of um you know just like your whole world's kind of Feeling like it's shattering, and then it's like, Where's faith here? Like, I've got to find it, I've got to find it, I've got to hold it, and that's Mm. what I'm going to stand on. So, there'd been, you know, then some things that, you know, we kind of, um, uh, Stuart had gone in and left traditional banking and opened, you know, um, own company and all those faith steps that were like this another level, another level. So, this particular New Year's Eve. Uh, we were, you know, we were very involved. We were bivocational. So we were on a leadership team of a church that we had planted in in our part of Australia. We also, as we said, had a finance company. We, you know, our kids were full lives. We were uh, youth pastors and and like all sorts of things, you know, it was just full but fabulous and lots going on. and And yet... Mm. It was just this some little thing in my spirit that I almost felt guilty about, even mm. admitting. But there was this sense of there was something more.
0: Wow. And
1: and I was like, you know what? I have got so much, and I am so blessed, and I feel so privileged. And yet, I—that's I, what I mean. I like I felt guilty saying I think there's more, and it wasn't a selfish thing or an ungrateful thing. It was that that God whisper that was like. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna there's more for you you need to keep stretching so we were on holidays we were in camping in a tent like <laughs> everything was stripped away it was just very bare basics and friends had been with us and friends were coming but it was in a very rare situation where we found ourselves by just our family on New year's eve and so our children were younger and they fell asleep early And uh, we were literally like had a very Abraham moment. We're literally laying under the stars uh, talking about the year that had been, about the year that was coming and just, you know, just what God had been speaking. And I said, I almost feel kind of foolish in a way to say this out loud. But for some reason, I just feel like God has kept highlighting New York City to me. And we had never been to New York we didn't know anyone from New York. It was this <laughs> far off magical land. Wow. Yeah. Where, you know, all the crazy stuff happened. And <laughs> it's like, you know, I, I, I said, I don't know why, but it's so weird. It's so odd, you know. And then it was at that moment Stuart said, oh, my gosh, this is like a little freaking me out because the same thing's been happening wow. to me. And and he had had this sense of New York being illuminated to him, and so it was really right there at that moment, on that hammock under the stars, where we just prayed and said, "Okay, God, we don't know what this is, but whatever this is, just lead us. We are open, we are surrendered. We are. We want to hear your voice." And so. All right. Let's see. Yeah.
0: Wow. So, so you went you were, you eventually came to New York under a nonprofit, hoping Mm -hmm. that that would be the Avenue. Tell me what it was like to be in a city and it came time to enroll your kids in school. And they had that one line emergency contact and you didn't know anyone in New York. How did how did you, that just to me as a mother, picture is such a picture of, yeah. oh my gosh, this is not my thing. <laughs> there's no one here. How did you, i just curious, how did you handle that?
1: Oh, look, it was one of those moments where, you know, you're on this faith journey and there's a lot of adrenaline and excitement in that, but then there are the moments that take your breath away and you're just like, oh, the reality of mm. the situation. And it's kind of like, do I stay focused on that? Like, do I start then going down this rabbit hole and looking at the waves and thinking, what have I done to my children? Like,
0: mm.
1: what is going on? Um, or do I say, okay, then, God, this is, we need people that we can write on this form. We need wow. people who are like our family. We have no family. And it's says in your word that if you give up your mm. your, your family, your mother, brother, sister, mother, for, for my sake, um, then, Okay, then we need we need you to provide those people for us. And he's so faithful, and he did. Wow, that's just we literally like (laughs) two days later went to the picnic in Central Park for if you know for the new school year, and we met um, we met a family, and to this day are one of the closest families in our life. And we journeyed through so much with, and we just adore them. And it's great. It's it's just amazing the way that God's already kind of gone ahead of you and made yeah. sure but there are those moments, most definitely. And then the head of admission said to me, Yeah, isn't it like Rad, like your your kids are now just going to be completely different people to who they would have been if you had stayed in Australia. Wow. And I was like, Yeah. And yeah. then I'm going, Oh <laughs> wait, what did I do?
0: I mean, you didn't just you didn't just move your whole family, but you really took care of business in Australia as far as selling things. Mm. I mean, you didn't just put your feet in the water. You went full on in and Mm. that in itself. What a testimony of faith. And, you know, now looking at what you're involved in and, you know, you've been in and out of New York at very significant times in your family's life. Even now, you know, your daughter's going to get married. do you ever I don't know do you ever feel like you there was something deep you just didn't know what it was and New York was the tie and obviously we know the answer to that but was there always like that something okay I know that my life is designed for something I know God talks to me so how do you feel now as you see this culmination your daughter's getting married Mm -hmm. you're you have a your your nft is going to help king's college where your daughter goes to i mean there's not just this thing it's connected to all these parts yeah involving new york so what would you say to someone that you know would you say trust the gut i mean when we say gut we know it's the holy spirit but maybe someone's got something inside of them And they don't, they need some encouragement, Jody. Where you and Stu stepped out, is there any words that you could tell them about that to help? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Look, I think, I think if my story is anything to learn by and just to take anything from, it is the fact that New York has been the very place that God has called us. Mm. And it has looked very different. In very in in various iterations over, you know, we first set foot in New York in 2010. We had moved to live here in 2013. So almost 10 years ago. And through that, there have been so many iterations. It literally has been the, the best of times and the worst of times. Wow, it has yeah. been some of those most soul-destroying, crushing. Yeah moments and seasons and it has been those moments where you feel like there is such a thin layer between heaven and earth and you are almost in that space of just being um so so just encapsulated with the joy of the greatest things you could do in this lifetime so for me it's it's the city of extremes wow and has had everything in that and I think maybe you know that's what life to the full maybe looks like. There yeah. is an acknowledgement of in this life you're going to have troubles. Yes, we are in a war. Yes, we are doing things that there is an enemy fighting against us and resisting. And so there are going to be those times where it is hard to make sense. Yeah. And and it is feels that everything has fallen apart. And, wow. and did we ever hear this right? And and what's gone wrong? And then there's moments that make you just stop in a second and go, "Oh my gosh, yeah. that just happened!" And you yeah. just see all this orchestration that had happened for so long in the background. And so for me, that hasn't finished yet. That's still yeah. happening. I'm still discovering yeah. layers and and beauty and just so much of what got or has already been laid up. And it's like I'm playing this massive game of. Treasure hunt, where I'm just finding things still constantly. Wow.
0: Jody, I'm. I know you have a, one of your uh, health. One of your spaces is on health, and we mm-hmm. talk a lot about mind health, soul health. How do you personally? How do you maintain? your mental and soul health amidst the pressures of being a CEO pressures of a mom going back and forth. I mean, is there practical things that you do to help you mentally? Just curious. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Look, I think mentally for me, it's, it's been really important to understand how linked that is to physically. Yes. So for me, um, Doing things like walking, mm-hmm. like um, having, you know, making sure there's a priority for sleep and yeah, and for rest, and and doing those things that I guess constantly looking like the New York Marathon is a very famous race. It's one mm-hmm. that I actually love to go and stand towards the finish line, like not right on, but towards mm-hmm. there, and I get very emotional as I see sure. people just like oh, going beyond you know, just stretching themselves so far. And I think for me, it's been, for my mind health has been really important to see this as a marathon. And it's not mm-hmm. a sprint. It's not something I have to just throw it all on and then collapse at the end. It's something that I want to just keep getting yeah, more stamina, stronger, I want to be well. I want to be on top of my game. So I am walking, I am trying. I love sugar. Um so too and, <laughs> and all these things, but I try and have some moderation. <laughs> but, I love sugar too. <laughs> oh my gosh. And, you know, I just just kind of being grounded in yeah. the word yeah, having Yeah just weaving in those things that I know that I yeah. that I need even if I don't feel like I need in the day and even like the day may look way busy and it's just like oh, I actually probably don't have time for a walk today no it's on the calendar it's scheduled in I am walking because I, I know I need this yeah
0: I can relate to that because after Dave um, passed I realized wait a minute you haven't been walking um, and, and so I I, st- I would write it down so I'd re- you know like give myself a little, then now it's just like, okay, Teresa, it's been a couple of days before you walked. So, and you know, it's really cool. I've never really had a good place to walk like mountains and in the trees but I uh, when I moved one of the greatest things is it's a very safe neighborhood so I get to stay in the neighborhood and walk so and right. I think that I think just I think that also opens up a whole new area where if I don't have something in my ear where God can talk to us. so mm-hmm. I think I really want to lift weights not to buff but to be but I just haven't quite got to that step because go into you know get trained anyway. That's just beautiful, what you're saying. And I know it's so helpful. And you're still very young and you've lived a very full life. <laughs> um, I mean, it's pretty cool, Jodi. Um, and your words are so powerful. So I, th- I thank you for what you're sharing. Now, let's let's do a roundabout. And let's try to just end this by trying to break down NFT, digital asset, I like to say, Yep. And the full force of this, like, let's say someone says, and I'll put your link on the recorded version or I'll, I'll put it up on Facebook because it's a very, you, let me just say this. What I love about it is you don't have to go through the web three steps of having a wallet. You actually can use your credit card. Yep. Um, But well, let's say someone buys it with their credit card. What do they? This is just a, I'm just asking you, what do they do with that digit? That digital asset? Do they try to get it up on OpenSea, or do they? I'm just curious. What do you tell them? Like, let's say they're not really in the Web3, but they really like this idea of having this. So, where can I store it?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So you can, yeah, go to the website with your credit card, buy okay. one or you know however yeah. many you to buy, and then you'll receive a confirmation, and you'll receive a link in your email. Okay and that link will let you go and view your digital asset okay. and okay. let you see that and so what basically is happening at that point instead of you having to decide i need a safe place online somewhere that i have to store this and 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 you know working through what that looks like we say to you hey we've got a safe place okay we'll mind it for you It'll Good. sit there. It is all yours. It's all authenticated on the blockchain. The ownership is all to you. Okay. And, but we'll just keep it in our custodial wallet okay. for you, and then you can look at it and access it at any time.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay. Yes. Yes. So what and are it, you guys using as that custodial place? Is it? Is it?
1: It what's is it called. Uh, we we actually using the platform Winter. Okay. So, okay. is cool. processing all of the credit card Right. awesome. And they also okay. have a custodial wallet for us okay. to use for spiritual beings, and so then you have your digital asset. But then, what you actually have is a ticket, right? Your membership pass, and that is the important part. The other that.
0: things that are offered with it—that's cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I I'm imagining someone. Who's very loves the Lord Jesus and comes upon your sight and says, "Um, I think I have the wrong sight. All I see is skeletons and skeletons (laughs) represent (laughs) death. No, they don't. Tell us the story why they're going to see. All skeletons,
1: yeah. I think that needs to be said because. Yeah. Oh, look, absolutely. And it is, we are flipping the narrative. We are yes. taking something that is seen to be one way and showing it as another. And for yes. us, skeletons are exciting because skeletons are the dry bones Yay. coming together. <laughs> so we are based on Ezekiel 37, the valley of the dry bones, oh, where the bones are, are dry, very dry. They've been yeah. there for a long time they're scattered all over the valley floor (laughs) can these dry bones live that is the question and we say yes we say yes and we speak it out over people's lives over situations Mm -hmm. over impossible impossible things we say yes these bones can live and that is when with the the power of the spirit of god with spirituality those bones start coming together and they form skeletons so for us skeleton is a work in progress for us a skeleton uh, is dreams coming back to life yes. things that felt like they were too far gone a skeleton means that coming back together are forming and they go from there to then you know form this mighty army That's um so amen good. how exciting is that yeah. like battles to win but this just shows that beginning part of it and yeah. so that for us was something that we wanted a visual representation of the declaration that we were speaking out of everyone who purchased yeah, these that's so that good. they come into yeah. that community with that as the as the banner over and them that with, this is coming back together
0: with loving the to help people find their voice to see the power of the voice i think that's one thing that gets me excited about your collection because it does represent the voice of God and that we get to carry that voice and we get to, you know, when I look at it, I'm like, Hey, okay. There's some dry places in my life or there's needs to be a little more Jesus flesh to be, (laughs) be able to say, okay, I'm going to speak and I'm going to see something come back to life. And that gets me so excited. I get all, i get all antsy because that's just so real. And I, I, there's no, there's no project like yours out there. And, uh, and there's no, I really don't think, you know, if you really want to hear more, Jody, you really need to just go get, do it. Get yourself a Twitter, Twitter account and look for spiritual beings, NFT, and, you know, find the times. It's usually Wednesday and Thursday. And really, so you really not just see the skeletons, you really see the heart, the soul, the spirit behind these. And, you know, they record them. Thank you, Jody, because there's sometimes I'm working or I can't. And boy, I go to bed and I flip it on, and there's my friend Jody. I mean, I really appreciate it because it's not like I got a lot of phone time with her through the years. But man, now it's like, oh, yeah, let's get on the phone and listen to what they're saying. So I know there's been one, if I can give a personal testimony, there was one, I think Ian was leading it, and I was just starting my voice Nike job. So this is a testimony for someone. And for some reason, when I mean voice Nike, it's like I sit right here and you know, thanks for calling Nike. hope you're having a great day. This is Teresa. How can I help you? You're dealing with complaints. That's why they're calling you. <laughs> so the com- the complaining, the people pleasing, I've had, you know, confrontation. Okay, I had to work on that. But when I was just beginning, I was freaking out about it. And I don't know if you remember this, Jodi. And God, like as I was talking to Eon, I had a picture of a little girl who, me, who always wanted to please their teachers. Mm. And these people who are instructing us were acting like teachers like they're constantly on our case. Even yesterday, I got an email saying, you got to watch this. So it was, so before I even started, I had this massive amount of fear, but I tuned in on Twitter to the spiritual beings space. And I got to open that piece up of my heart of being a people pleaser performance. And the fear was doing something wrong. And I think Ian just being able to talk to him and you guys, I think that opened up. And so I kept it open so the Holy Spirit could clean those areas. And I'll tell you, I'm still working on it. I'm I'm working with the Dr. Leaf's program, uh Neurocycle with the amazing Alana Vandemeter. So it's something, yeah, I'm dealing with grief, but I think that has just triggered me to to deal with some other things. And I just love it that I can go Wednesday or Thursday and have some talk with some friends. And Jody, that's what you've provided. is I mean, I, you don't plug your NFT, you just talk. But mm-hmm. um, I do want to plug your NFT. Tell mm-hmm. us the benefit. I know we're, I'm going to conclude this because I could talk to you all day, but I won't do that to you. Well, tell, tell us that. the ben- one benefit. I am amazed that you guys are aligning yourself. With such a powerful cause, so will you tell us a little bit more about if if I buy an NFT of yours, what what's going to happen? Who else is going to benefit from that?
1: Yeah, look, we all of every part of this collection and this brand, as I said to you, it's been very purposeful, and we've thought through every layer and everything that we've done, and so launch was no, uh, you know, exception to that. We wanted to really have the funds that came in through the launch to really have some meaning and significance beyond even just our own brand and what we're going to offer to our community. And so the King's College here in New York City, which sits right next to the New York Stock Exchange. is an incredible, incredible institution of college just shaping and forming young people in just these powerful men and women of God to go out into the world and and step into really influential positions. And so they are in dire financial need to the point where um, they're not sure if they can continue. So Mm. at the point of closure. And so I spoke to our entire team and again, another testament to the people People that make up the team spiritual beings, every single member was not only okay, but excited with the idea mm-hmm. that they would personally take, um, you know, personally, you know, forfeit some to be able to give a third of our gross revenue to the King's College, which is not on our profits. It's not on, you know, the parts that we had earmarked for you know, a good cause or charity, it is a third of our that's growth amazing. revenue wow. as a brand new first iteration of what we're doing. Yeah. And uh, we're excited to be able to do that. And so on yeah. a sell collection, that uh, will be 2.6 million. And that is a figure that King's College had said that they needed. And that's what we Really wanting to be able to do, and yeah. so I'm excited for people to not only be part of spiritual beings and be part of that community, but also be part of another whole story that's happening, that will affect so many young people and families and lives. And um, so it's kind of like it's it's a win-win scenario. Yeah.
0: No, and a third is a lot. So that's yeah. really that's that's exciting. And I hope people who are listening, whether this is familiar or not, I, I hope they would really invest some time and really see, I mean, you're getting the heart and soul of this collection right here, but just pray about it. I really believe that you could have an impact and have some fun at the same time. I don't know if fun's a word. I, you know, it's just kind of cool to have an NFT. If, and the more and more the world goes along, the more and more you're going to hear about digital assets and Web 3.0. So you guys are on the cutting edge of that, and I believe it's going to grow. And I really – I am praying that you guys sell out for many reasons.
1: So, I mean, that's on my prayer list. Oh, look, amen. Thank you so much. And, yeah. and you know, as I've been here in New York, I've done a couple of the sessions that we'll okay. be doing to our community and I like I did one on Saturday with she's a Broadway actress she's doing incarnational acting as a session that will be free for all of our holders what kind of acting did you say incarnational acting oh wow that's interesting and it was so powerful (laughs) it it just like was profound I have not stopped thinking about it from Saturday and it was just one of those Things. I, I cannot wait for our community to have oh, the opportunity. Awesome. So awesome. you know, so many, so many of those experiences that will be available for people. That's cool. so, yeah, will that
0: be nationwide, or will that start in New York and then branch out? Maybe
1: that will be. We're set up to be not only nationwide, but also worldwide. Uh, worldwide. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Australia, really England. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so um, we're excited. We've we've got all the framework um, in place excited. and excited to start launching those. Yeah,
0: that's awesome, Jody. So Jody, uh, will I just the pioneer spirit and the woman of God that you are, I feel like you have a word or a prayer for someone that's watching. Do you mind closing us out with either or?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, let's see, let's, I just, you know, as you've been speaking and I've been mindful of, people who are listening to this i just have a real sense of the way that god has led this conversation that there are people who maybe that small voice or that small mm. calling is like a dry bone laying on the valley floor that it has been something that is just maybe even stepped into a little and tried and it just felt like it ended in disaster mm. or it just came to nothing what you thought it was going to be and i I believe that God wants to just say to us today in the midst of all that we've spoken to that nothing is ever too far gone, that he doesn't make a mistake, he's not man that he should lie. If he has spoken it into your spirit, there is a reason for it. He has the way already planned for it, and and it is just in that surrender and that prayer that says, okay, God, I am ready mm-hmm. I am ready. And just to do the things that you may feel like feel so inconsequential and it feels almost like a waste of time, never, never discount those things that God brings across your path, the people that he has you speaking with, Mm. just the smaller things. And so I just want to speak that out and say there are so many, many amazing, not only adventures, but just world-changing. Yeah. like opportunities and 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 paths and journeys that are yet to be you know yet to be trod and so Mm -hmm. I just pray over the feet of those who are walking that they would just bring that good news and see in its fullness all that God has for you because Mm -hmm. honestly it doesn't well it doesn't have to be about our own yeah abilities our talents and thank god that it doesn't it's all because of him so we take no responsibility for the stuff that just is a disaster or the stuff that it went amazing we don't take the glory we just take the encouragement we take the feedback and we just keep pressing forward
0: that's good amen thank you Real quick, can you spit out the website for Spirit where they can mint us that's the word mint, a spiritual mm. beings. What would that yes. be? If we yes. was listening live, I'll, I'll I'll put the
1: link everywhere
0: else, but let's get Yeah, listening. it
1: really is very easy. It is mm-hmm. mint, mint.spiritualbeings.io. Okay. And you go straight. That's the that's the yeah, first direct way to get straight onto that page that you can edit your, uh, The, re- edit your
0: the reason I asked that after the, your word is because your word is speaking to some people that want to, I don't know if it gives the word, but wants to really have an impact to come alongside you guys. So I think that's just a real powerful. I'll have uh, notes in the podcast, and hey, if you're enjoying this, please share it. whether you're listening on Facebook or whether you're hearing this in a podcast. Or on Instagram, please, let's help Jody and the team. Let's help them spread the word of speaking life into dry bones. If there's ever a word that this nation needs, that this world needs, is that dead things can come to life. And it's the power of our God-given tongue from the f- overflow of our spirit that we can speak life. So thank you, Jody, so much. I hope you enjoyed this edition of the Kingdom Mentor Podcast. <clears throat>